0: of Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. In this episode, we interviewed Aaron Adkins and Joe Valella from the band Pissing Match. We talked about Pissing Match, all the stuff they're up to, up to and including now. Uh, if you haven't heard of Pissing Match, they've got short, fast, loud songs, and they've, they've been around for a while, so uh, we thought it'd be cool to interview them, and Check it out. And we hope you enjoy this look at the band Pissing. I can't get a job
1: without pissing in a cup. Without my pissing in a cup. One, two, three, four.
0: Can't get a job without pissing in a cup. Without my pissing in a cup. No! Oh, well, have to... oh, go on. Who's talking?
2: I said, uh, yeah, I have to give my consent. To allow you to record me,
0: <laughs> is this your consent? Yeah. <laughs> say your say your full name and give consent.
2: <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Aaron Patrick Adkins, and I consent <laughs> to have my voice recorded by these lovely gentlemen. Great! Right. <laughs> That's how we start every episode. <laughs> That's how we're starting every
3: episode from now on. Yes.
2: <laughs> hey, I I'm trying to. I'm trying to provide my voice talent, you know, <laughs> tough economy out
3: there.
0: Seriously, man, you got to get into that voice acting. There's a market for it. Get those
2: serious bucks.
0: Yeah. Getting some deep fake videos.
2: Ooh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All
0: right. So we got who we got, who've we got in this episode that we weren't supposed to have in the first place? <laughs> Who's here? Oh, okay, crew, crew, say who you are. I'm Mark.
3: Hi, it's Chris. Alex. What's up? It's Derek.
2: <clears throat> and we are here with... Pissing match. Yeah. Two-fifths two of pissing match. Yeah.
1: Yep.
4: And you guys... I, am, cool. uh, I am Joe Valola, and uh, this is the lovely and talented Aaron Adkins.
2: Yeah, I'm the lovely and talentless Aaron Adkins.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Stop
3: that. So, I'm, I'm going to start this off with this because, yeah. uh, and I've said it before and I was corrected, I thought that Pissing Match was a Jay Galvin thing. And, like, I thought he started the band and I thought that this was Jay Galvin's subtle way of letting the world know that he likes to get wet. So, let's <laughs> let's, let's start it off with where did the name Pissing Match come from and, and how did you finally land on the urine motif that runs rampant through the band. <laughs>
2: Well, the the motif wasn't like hard to find at all. I mean, it was like right there. (laughs) It was so obvious that you couldn't ignore it. Um, The other thing is, is like, it kind of started out as a solo project because uh, I had moved from Buffalo to Syracuse and like the bands that I had been like playing in at the time, Evulsion and uh, Lude Dudes were kind of falling apart. They were kind of participating doing their thing and I was just like I had a bunch of songs I started writing um just short fast like really short fast hardcore songs with lots of like frenetic weird time changes and things and at the time I was a bit burnt out on everything I just felt like the the scene had fractured so much and I just saw a lot of like kind of like just like a lot of things that I'd become disillusioned in and become very cynical about. So I, I, you know, started to write these like very bitter, cynical lyrics. And uh, I recorded a demo with my buddy, Mike Hadillac. And uh, I just popped it out there. And the first person to just be like, yeah, this fucking rules was Jay. (laughs) And he was like, I'm jealous of all members of this. He, He posted this on the Buffalo Shows board when it was still around. He was like, I'm jealous of all members of Pissing Match blah 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 and then I was like it's kind of funny because a few years back Jay and I had been talking about doing a band together and we had conceived this concept to do like a like kind of like a a drug core band and we were going to call the band hard drugs and we were going to use like the the straight edge imagery but instead of like the uh, x we were going to like use syringes and uh, you know we just thought it would be an awesome thing but unfortunately it didn't really come to fruition." And I, I got a chuckle out of Jay saying that. And I, 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 I've known Jay for for years now, and I was a huge fan of Slugfest, uh, like growing up. And I was just like, "Hey, uh, this isn't a band, but it could be a band if you want it to be." And he was like, "Fuck yeah!" So basically, you know, we both know Joe. We love Joe. So he said, "Joe, you want to come in?" They said, "Hell yeah!" By the way. We know a handsome young guy that can wail on the fucking drums, and I'm sure he could play this stuff. And that's how we got yep. Rob in, and Ooh. the rest is history. All right.
1: So when you originally started, did you play the drums, or who would you have played drums?
2: Um, it was just like a, a solo thing that I did. I basically programmed the drums uh, on a MIDI sequencer. And then I brought him to Hadillac and we used just like, you know, some organic sounding drums. And then I played guitar and bass on it and uh, sang on it. And uh, that's how it kind of came about. We recorded it like right around Halloween 2012. And uh, on the way there and on the way back, all I listened to was Guns N' Roses. (laughs)
3: It's 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 wild to think that like this is the ten year technically the ten year anniversary of pissing match. Like I didn't think it'd been that long, but thinking yeah. about it, it's been that long.
2: Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy because like I, the older I get, it just seems like the years just pass by like so much faster. And yeah. I've never like committed to being in a band this long. Like like a few of you guys have known me for a lot of years, and usually I had like a band that like I could be in for six months and. That's it, you know. So yeah. to think that I've committed to a, a band for 10 years is pretty awesome. But I love these guys. So, you know, it's it's pretty easy to to commit to something with them, you know, even given our hectic schedules and you know, limited time together.
0: Do you guys how often do you guys practice? Because you live in Syracuse.
2: <sighs> Not um, often. <laughs> Not yeah. often. Almost almost, almost never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've, uh, we've perfected uh, mm-hmm. the art of, uh, like, kind of uh, playing the, the same set list for a while. So <laughs> we have, like, everything in muscle memory. And a lot of our songs, too, are uh, kind of, like, when we play them live, we group them together in, like, you know, like, five songs together at once. You know, we stop, we end one song, Rob counts in the next song, we start going, and we do that in five songs in a row. Um, so there's, like, a lot of muscle memory with having to, like, re- like remember all that shit, you know? hmm
4: yeah, yeah, it's, it's all just sequences in my head that I just, you know, can can pretty much do. Uh, not even looking nowadays.
2: Yeah, it, it really feels like autopilot. Really, I mean, we had we have so many songs because we play, you know, like the songs are so short that like you know, like we end up fitting sixteen songs on a forty-five, or in the last record we fit like twenty-three songs on on a, on, a, on a thirty-three seven-inch. And it was the best part was that, you know, it was more songs than the dirty rotten EP. <laughs> <laughs> that that is an accomplishment. Like that That's is a,
1: like
3: <laughs> Yeah, that that should be really like that should be on a shirt. Yep.
2: <laughs> we we could possibly arrange that. We do have a lot of merchandise. We are uh you know, connoisseurs of uh the the yellow, white, and black uh merchandise. <laughs>
4: yeah. And <laughs> we are pretty merch heavy for uh you know. Yeah,
3: definitely. <laughs> Your short length is longer than the song length. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how, so I didn't go to the show the
0: other night. How was the show the other night? Oh, fucking ripper. I was with. Uh, yeah, it was
4: actually really good. Uh, I, I had a great time there. Um, I thought we played very, very well. Um, and, and we were, we, we were uh, received very well, I thought, too. Um, you know, Jay was in pretty rare form. Um, you know, is uh, yeah, he went he went to back to
2: yeah he went back to bleed for me, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did he do? <laughs> oh, what did he do? Share. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, He, he, had, broke he a had a couple of ble- things.
4: He had a bleed for me shirt on. This too. is true. Yeah. If um, yeah, if you notice, but uh, yeah, I I, heard I, heard. I, a couple mic, couple mics got broke. I guess. Um, <laughs> from from taking over mic stands and <laughs>
1: it was just the screens. Those can be replaced. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's nothing major, um, but uh, no, I had a I had a great time. It was good to see everybody again, and uh, I thought all the bands were pretty good. Awesome, especially World of Fire. World on Fire, I thought they were re- really good. Yeah. yeah, they were good. Cool.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. Have you? So here's a here's a question. Has has any has anyone complained about your 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 Trump getting his pee on his face like uh nice? Like if any like guys come no. up like, dude, that's not funny.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, no you're disrespecting no the president. Base, <laughs> right, yeah. No one in our fan base for sure. Um, <laughs> we we've received a lot of praise for those shirts. Um and uh frankly we're pretty proud of them.
2: I got kind <laughs> of a <laughs> I got kind of a tepid kind of uh well you gotta have that shirt for my father, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> so was it because he's a Trump supporter or he's just not down with getting wet?
2: Uh unfortunately <laughs> he's a Trump supporter, so
3: uh <laughs> dun,
2: dun, dun. Yeah. It's unfortunate.
3: Yeah. But well, but, I- but it's out on whether or not he likes to
2: get wet. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't asked the, my father about that. You know, I mean, I'm only gotten to the point where I'm actually starting to talk candidly to my father about sex. So,
3: <laughs> can't wait to see where it goes.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, no. uh, you know, because your youngest child is this forty. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I never had that conversation. Don't intend to ever. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's it's yeah. No, yeah. Although as an adult now, I've had more like real conversational conversations with my dad than like ever. It's kind of crazy. Like,
5: yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's it's how it works for people. It's weird when you make that transition from like, you know, father and son to just like two dudes.
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. It's a it's a crazy. Yeah,
3: I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Why not, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad talks about fucked up shit that i don't want to talk to him about <laughs> okay <laughs> this is dad likes to get wet <laughs> he might like he, he legitimately might and i don't want to know that it's all good there's no shame here man there's no shame here but i don't need to know it <laughs> fair enough all right <laughs> let's pivot to something
2: else <laughs> <laughs> We took this conversation as far as it'll go. Or we could talk about
0: this. <laughs> Maybe, we could make a whole interview about this. I mean, let's let's get real here. <laughs> what, talk about your parents and their kinks? Maybe.
1: Ah.
0: <laughs> I did see some weird stuff that my dad had, but we won't get into that, like, when I was little. Weird
3: stuff.
4: I've been through a weird experience. <laughs> and,
3: uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel it, like we all haven't gotten too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it happens, but he, he's my dad. He's he's awesome, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> and, and when I say weird stuff, I, I mean cricket DVDs or t- D- VHSs because he's into cricket. No, not really,
3: but whatever. <laughs> cricket on beta because who has a beta? <laughs> who has a beta player? <laughs> fucking weird.
4: Here, Max, I had a beta player. Oh, did you? Or do you still? <laughs> I did. I did.
2: No, I, I do not anymore. I don't even
4: have a cassette player anymore. Yeah, that's. I a remember. Oh, um, I do. I do.
2: I remember when I was a kid, my brother was in, like, a car, like, a used, like, car dealership commercial where he, like, played, like, a child Lone ranger or something, and it was, like, real cute, but, like, our copy that they gave us for, like, the family or whatever was on Betamax, so we literally, just to watch it, we'd have to, like, borrow the Betamax, like, machine from, like, the neighbor (laughs) <laughs>
3: that's awesome. <laughs> oh, Betamax. I, I I hope that there's like at least one person who listens to this. I'm like, what the hell is a Betamax? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure
4: there's going to be. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm an old millennial, so I remember things like that.
5: <laughs> yeah. We have people that listen to this that were born this century. Yeah, I know. That's
0: Seriously. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I feel like Betamax was gone in the eighties, right? There was no Betamax in the nineties, yeah. was there? No, <laughs> no, oh no! no. There was, it was
2: <laughs> only <laughs> a couple. Weren't <laughs> they like wicked yeah. expensive?
4: Yeah, they were. And there was only there was only one place in Lockport, anyway, that you can rent them from, um, and they had a very limited selection. But uh, that's what my parents thought was going to be the uh, right move. So
3: <laughs> a lot of people did. Like it was like. Betamax yeah. and VHS, like people were like, no, it's gonna be Betamax. Much like Laserdisc and DVD, like there are people right, who right. really like went hard right. on Laserdisc, and now they've got all these shiny twelve inches. They can't do anything with. One of them is in our right. in our in our midst here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, would that be Derek? No, it's Alex. Hey, man. maybe
2: Alex <laughs> Oh my god, that's <laughs> fucking awesome! Wow. Wow. <clears throat>
5: That's incredible. (laughs) Laserdisc actually uh, is the oldest home video format. It predates uh, VHS and Beta. Really? Flip it halfway
3: through. It's insane.
5: Uh, Most (laughs) most of the players that came along later in in laserdisc tech uh, actually had readers on both sides, and there would just be like a Mm -hmm. quick little skip where it would it would switch sides and just play straight through. Although the thing that's kind of cool about laserdisc is that it's actually an analog format, so Rather than just like ones and zeros, it's all like amplitude modulation type stuff in terms of wow. the signal on the disc. So you can have laser discs that are like, like I have two different copies of Die Hard. Uh, the first one, On laser disc. Yes. Oh, the, so you're serious wow. about collecting laser discs? So the the original one, uh, from like the you know from when it came out. Uh, basically looks like if you took a, a VHS tape and put it in the microwave and then tried to play it, it looks fucking terrible. But then the second one actually has like 10 times as much video information on it and it looks fucking awesome. Um, the main Ooh. reason why I got into them is because there are some movies where you absolutely could not get your hands on the original versions, uh, or like certain bonus features and stuff like that. Um without getting laser discs. Like they just didn't exist. They weren't out there.
2: That's fucking wild.
3: I know Aliens was one of those,
5: but yep, that and, changed uh,
3: in recent years.
5: Like the uh the big fucking head versions really of the Star Wars trilogy uh on laserdisc was like by far the best transfer that was available for a long, long time. <laughs> hmm. Because George Lucas just flatly refused to do anything with the with the unfucked with versions like once he fucked with them. But yeah, I mean,
3: like the only the original. I don't. I'm, I'm guessing maybe they're the laser disc, but I know the clamshell VHS is like the, the only actual theatrical, original theatrical version. Uh, everything uh, else besides that is like tampered what, with.
2: What was the format that was like a cartridge, but it was like a 12 inch, like by 12 inch? It wasn't like a laser disc. It was like something else, like. You guys any of you guys recall that at all? And they had like uh the the like movie art like printed on the actual cartridge. Oh. oh no.
5: <laughs> I know I, what you're talking I, about but I can't think of what it's called.
2: Yeah, Alex would know if anybody. But like yeah, my like my parents like borrowed one from a friend and they had like a bunch of movies like they had like uh just some random random shit like Romeo and Juliet like I think like Jesus of Nazareth or something, or the last temptation of Christ. I don't know what the hell it was, but was it the Leonardo version of uh, Romeo and Juliet? No, no, this was like some like nineteen seventies, <laughs> like probably like low budget. I I don't recall, but it was just we. I looking at it as a kid, I'm like, what the heck is this?
5: One of those adaptations that's essentially just a play that someone filmed and then sold.
2: Probably yeah. that probably is what it was. I remember there being some religious shit in there, though. It was weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> I did not come from a very religious family whatsoever, so. What, Romeo and Juliet? No, not that. Like, there was a lot of Jesus shit there. Uh-huh. This is oh. a wild fucking
1: interview so far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, let's, really? let's talk about, we'll like, talk- hardcore and punk a little more now. <laughs> yeah, I like feel like I've loosened up, up a bit.
4: You want to jump off the failed technology discussion?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I feel it's aging
4: all of us.
0: We'll do a podcast with Alex running that. Failed technologies
5: podcast <laughs> with Alex Burr. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, if you, you want know. to have me on, I I can uh, pull out my HD DVD collection. That'd be fucking sick. <laughs> oh. yeah. That
4: was a that was another Sony misstep, or or not Sony. Who did the HD DVD? Was that Toshiba so uh, was, was the main driver of it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Sony did the uh Blu-ray, so they won that one. But
3: uh Yeah, it was like uh it was Microsoft get that was going with uh the, with uh <laughs> thing. And you can get Mike Jeffries on. You can talk about CDs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, yo, he actually
3: bought vinyl. He bought a 7-inch recently.
0: CDs are back, man.
3: <laughs> I
2: know, but he bought a 7-inch. Like, he went against the fucking norm. I could talk about CDs and vinyl all fucking day. Like, honestly, like, with the whole CD thing, like, it's kind of funny because you think about it, when CDs came out, vinyl was like, oh, oh the vinyls a dead art form. CDs are the way to go, you know, especially with like fidelity and things like that. And, um, uh, nowadays, like, you know, like it was easy as hell to print, like press records like back in the day and they were cheap as hell. And then now mm-hmm. with like, kind of like this, this huge glut of like major labels jumping in the vinyl game, it's become so expensive for like independent, like, uh, music, like punk bands to be able to fucking press vinyl. And, uh, I don't know, like, I guess, like, uh, that might, like, breed some sort of innovation, but, like, I don't know, maybe CDs might be on the up, just as a a format that, like, you know, is cheap and easy to uh, reproduce.
5: Yeah, coming I mean, I've, I've talked about this
3: in the, yeah, I've talked about this in the past, about how, like, 16-year-olds, their first car, now have CD players, so CD sales right before the pandemic we're starting to go up and now because of accessibility of cds versus record pressing cds are going up but uh
1: Mm -hmm. flexing seven
3: inches are also on the rise because they're a quicker turnaround than vinyl definitely yeah and lathe cuts that's why there's like all these like you know like pure heel you guys just did another lathe cut on uh irish voodoo like because they're a faster turnaround in cassettes
2: yeah, that's what we so did. with the last the last pissing match record was uh, a double lathe cut. It was like one sided two one sided lathe cuts. One was uh, yeah. a white lathe, and then the other one was clear with like yellow splatter uh, screen print on it. And we it was like super limited. Like I think we only pressed like a hundred or something like that. Yeah, like 103, 103. Yeah, it's a hundred and
3: three. Yeah, faster
0: turnaround. Like yeah. <sighs> Let's get back to normal stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay, so so let's let's get back back in the pissing match. So first pissing match show, what was it? Uh, if
2: you remember, that would, that would be when we played uh, in Buffalo. What the hell was that house on uh, Niagara Street that uh, Erickson lived at?
0: Oh, what was that? What is that place called?
4: Uh, shit. The Lair. The
2: yeah. Layer, the layer, right? yeah, the layer. Yeah, we yeah. played there. Um, Jim Shepard was promoting the show, and uh, his band—I can't remember which one of his bands. I think it was his band with uh, Jimmy McFarland. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was Amish Amish Noise. No, I don't um, think it was think Amish it was... Noise. No, it, Jim Shepard was in Amish Noise, but I'm trying to remember. I what the hell was it that played there? It was his band with Jim McFarland, and I'm I'm like drawing a blank on what they were called. Amish um, noise. No. <laughs> no. Jim McFarlane Amish, Amish noise. I heard it. I heard. Jim McFarlane Amish. was never an Amish noise. That was, a, sure that was a, I heard he was. <laughs> that was an Erickson Murray, Nick Dagan, uh Jim Shepard, and uh Trevor was a guitar player in Amish Noise. Okay. Trevor from last Well there
4: there was uh there there was two other Trevor two Garcia, American that was bands. who it was. Was it? Yeah, there was uh two other two person bands that played with us that day. I can't remember the name of either of them. Yo, but, um, the
2: touring band. You remember the touring yeah. band, Joe? Cone style. Yeah. Fucking Cone incredible. Style.
4: That was it. They
2: fucking incredible. The
4: incredible. They fucking blew me away. Yeah, they were fucking awesome.
0: Cone style, huh? Yeah. Where I mean, they like Cone
4: from? style. They're, they're from were Nashville. Out of, uh, Na- Nashville, yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah, they're out of Nashville it's a, and it's uh, it's a uh, drummer And uh, a keyboardist. And the keyboardist doesn't have a microphone, but occasionally you hear him scream. And he's just playing like these crazy, like organ, like flourishes all over while their drummer is playing this like super weird, like kind of jazz fusion, like type of drumming shit. But he's playing on like this like shitty punk kit. Mm -hmm. So it's fucking (laughs) awesome. Yeah. So
1: so that
4: was our first show, which um, I think it was an all right
2: show. Yeah, it was a good time, and the Coastal guys loved yeah. us. They actually filmed us, and they did, like, a little tour documentary, and they featured us in there. Well, that's cool. Oh, cool. So, yeah, there is nine footage nine. of the first Pissing Match gig. <laughs> um, nice. And then, after that, like, we we got, like, we uh, we played with Jello Biafra and the Guantanamo School of Medicine and Negative Approach. Um, oh, yeah. At the rec room,
0: was Or, yeah. no, the
2: waiting room, the, sorry. The, the waiting room. Waiting room the yeah. waiting
4: room, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I
3: remember. Like How did you guys go shows? over at that show? I feel like that's a show that's, like, really geared for you guys. I, it,
4: I think we went over pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that was the
2: first show that we had merchandise at, and, like, we were selling, like, a ton of merchandise, yeah. and the people were into it and super stoked on it. So it was yeah. kind of cool yeah. to, like, play our first two shows, one being in a basement and then the other being in, like, you know, a nice, like, venue. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. right, right. Yeah, it's kind of um, hard
2: for me to believe that was your second show. because You guys... Yeah, it man.
1: didn't seem like a second show. You know what I mean? Yeah,
4: yeah, that that was. And uh, Jello actually had some nice things to say that night about us too, which was uh, fucking amazing. Um, yeah, cool. I grew up uh, totally on that guy. So
2: you know, that and, uh, shit was amazing. Like uh, Jello came up and bought a demo tape, and like the sh- I had to boot out of the show early, like right as they were starting to, like right before they were starting to play. And uh, I'm like loading my shit in the car. And then uh, I hear this voice that's all too familiar, and it's like, <laughs> leaving so soon?
5: <laughs> Holy <laughs>
2: shit, it's Jello Biafra before I even turn around. And I'm like, oh, Jello, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey, I wanted to get a demo tape from you guys before you leave. And it's awesome. like, oh my God, like, I'm Jello Biafra is confronting me before I do, like, the <laughs> Irish goodbye in a show, you know? <laughs> And it was it was funny as hell because he was doing laps around the back of the parking lot before they're set to get his blood like pumping. And uh, so I said, here you go, Joe, you can put this in the uh, alternative tentacles uh, archive. And he said, no, this is going in my personal archive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's awesome.
2: (laughs) So Have have,
3: have you heard their last record that came out?
2: No, I hadn't. I heard no. their first record no. that they recorded some years ago, but I kind of it's, just—it's—it's
3: it's as close to a Dead Kennedy's record as we'll ever get again.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what like the impression I got before, you know, like definitely very cool. Yeah, they, they played, they played awesome at that show, and um,
4: who else played that show? Was it uh, Longest War? Longest yeah, War, us, sure
2: Negative Approach, and yeah. and Jello, and the Boys.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it was a good show. Good show.
2: Why oh, I didn't go to that
4: show, I don't remember. Why oh, I didn't go? Yeah, I didn't go to I that just, show. I'm, I'm actually finding it hard to believe that that was our second show. Yeah, but I guess it was.
0: Time
2: flies. I guess was that 2012 or 2013? 2013. Okay. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't play any shows until 2013. The demo was recorded in 2012, and mm-hmm. then. Um, Rob, our drummer, started coming out to Syracuse to rehearse with me to get the songs down, and then then we started rehearsing in Buffalo. We brought Joe and Jay into the fold. Mm-hmm. That's commitment driving to Syracuse, dude. I do it all the time. Nobody in Syracuse wants to start a band with me, so like I'm in a band in Buffalo, and then I'm in a band in Binghamton. So, <laughs> what's your Binghamton band called? Uh, I'm in a band with Jessica that's called Ground Sweat, and it's kind of like an old-school grindcore band, um, four-piece. It's, you know, just basically like, kind of like, I don't know, the best examples would be like SOB and Terrorizer with a bit of Celtic Frost, and then you have the dual vocal thing, like kind of what we did at Evulsion. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Have you guys played, played out with that
0: band, or played around? No,
2: we actually, we recorded a, an EP like in 2020. And then, uh, now we're like two weeks out from recording with Doug again for a second EP. So, we're gonna we did an, uh, a CD for the first EP, it's called Shredded and Destroyed. And then the new one's gonna be called From Out of the Grave.
0: Who's noise and, who's making that
4: noise?
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> who's that? <laughs>
2: hey, I'm, I'm gonna I mean... say
3: it's a. Uh...
4: That that was me. I the, thanks I Joe. Had put
2: my ukulele
4: away, and I couldn't. He's, have, he's, he's, he's sure interrupting my second.
2: plug. Anyway, uh, no, we got another record coming out called "From Out of the Grave," and we're going to record it with Doug in uh, April. So. Very cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'll get to talk to Doug about his artisan breads.
0: Oh, such so a great, <laughs> great conversation yeah. there. Get yeah. deep get deep into that. It's very interesting. Definitely. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Talking yeah. about catio's as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: catio's is nice.
2: We yeah, buy yeah. cat toys off of him whenever we uh record there. He'll they'll show us like whatever the new cat toy is that he's got. And yeah, yeah we're nice. like, hell yeah, we love our cat. We're gonna get him cat toys. Very nice. Yeah, he
4: just bought a farm. He just bought a farm too. So he. Uh, oh really? Oh that's awesome. On that. Oh yeah. Bought Very a cool. lot of property. Nice yeah. in Lockport. Um, right behind his house. Awesome.
2: In Gasport.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. So, uh, so let's let's talk let's talk memorable pissing match shows. Like, give me like a great
2: has pissing match toured. Yeah, we've done some weekend uh, stuff. We, we've yeah. Where That's have you guys gone? gone. Uh, we played in we played around New York. We played in uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. Uh, we played in Ontario a few times. We played two shows with Chokehold. Um, the one was uh, the infamous Chokehold show at, at DBGB in Toronto. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be- Beckman uh, punched an audience, somebody in the audience.
3: Yeah, yeah, that,
2: that was so was long good. ago.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, Burning <laughs> Love yeah, played that. Bad. Burning Love were fucking awesome. Yeah.
4: yeah. And then we played with him again in uh, Hamilton with uh, yeah. Grade.
2: Uh, and Fuck You, fuck pay, you me.
4: pay Me. Yeah. Great didn't play. Uh, Rick no,
2: no Grade played that show. Ricochet did as well. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Dude, I'm a secret <laughs> grade dork, so I was fucking pumped on grade playing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you don't got to be secret on that. Grave is great.
2: Especially <laughs> especially Especially the emo grade.
0: Yeah, the early emo grade.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I think that their last record they did, "Head First Straight to Hell," was fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, they're a good band. Hopefully, they, they play again one of these days because those guys all look pretty youthful.
2: They yeah, can definitely. they
0: can still bring it a little bit. So, <laughs> but anyway, so um, let's see.
2: Is it always been the same lineup? A pissing match. Or yeah. Just uh, the four of us, and then we added uh, Beerwolf.
0: Yeah, how when did he come into the fold? Uh, About
4: two, 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 three years ago.
2: Yeah, like three or three years ago, I'd say. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, I think three years. <coughs>
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! You <laughs> mute that! You gotta mute that stuff, man. Oh shit! I didn't realize I was coughing that loud. Just destroying our oh. ears here. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Mia culpa. Our ears are our money makers here, man. I have a, I have a piercing <laughs> cough too. So, what were we talking about? We just digressed.
1: Aaron, we're, we're talking Aaron. about Aaron's. Yeah, yeah. Beerwolf.
2: Thank yeah. you. Beer,
0: Wolf, Beer Wolf's
1: first show. When was that?
2: That was uh, we played in Albany with DRI. That was a that was a fun show because uh, the promoter fucked us on the lineup. You know, he told us that he, we were playing like you know the slot in the middle, but he had us open after the other guys drove five hours. So that we were pretty mm-hmm. disappointed in that, but we uh, went out and raged. And then we said, all right, well, we've played with DRI before, and all of us have probably seen DRI about 20 times. So let's get burritos. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs>
4: cool. Yeah, yeah. so, um, mm-hmm. and he played that show in lieu of me playing. I couldn't make it to the show, so he played bass for me. He mm-hmm. learned everything on guitar, and like the day before, I said, Dude, I can't make it. You gotta, you gotta play bass. <laughs> so he's like, "Damn, oh, man!" I gotta, everything I just learned, I gotta transpose over
2: to bass now. And uh, then you hmm. realized, oh, I didn't miss anything when uh, you heard no, the I story about playing miss anything anything at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was such a bummer. It was such a bummer because like I really like the promoter, but like he boned us on that one. You know? Yeah. Like you don't make a band drive five hours and then fucking have them open for the fucking like like before the local band. It's like I don't want to get into the whole rock star isms of that but it's just like you don't give a shitty slot to the band that drove fucking five hours you know that yeah, makes yeah. sense
1: right. agreed yeah, yeah. I so had
2: a
4: free had a free show <laughs> what well, it was a free show it was a free show nobody was getting paid anything anyway
2: so oh dri yeah. were definitely getting paid they were probably getting oh, paid for the bar paid, or something yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we had played, yeah. we had played like so many shows for dude before at like at a couple of venues and we had played some good shows there, you know, mm-hmm. typically we play Albany before we go and play in Massachusetts when we make a weekend out of that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'd love to play shows again, but I just hope uh, dude doesn't bone me. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> otherwise uh, I'm going to have to find another promoter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, what else we got here what else we got what else we got what else we got
2: uh, yeah yeah so Aaron <laughs> what other memorable shows can you think of um you know what When we played uh both shows the first show we played at cold spring hollow uh that like weird house venue in western Massachusetts the one w- we played with female that was the one that female played. oh yeah female was incredible yeah. female was awesome and yeah. it was uh was well, a couple of Game NYC Air. bands too, yeah. Game Air, Game Air, are fucking right. awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, um, it's a house that was built. Like in, a dirt. built in, it was built in like 1790, like a, a really old, creepy house in like uh, the middle of the woods. And uh, Jay was likening it to being in like the Evil Dead house. <laughs> 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 it was out in the middle of nowhere. They had a half pipe in the backyard. Um, that
4: was fucking cool, but it was, it was winter when we were there, so you couldn't really skate it. Um, but, uh, man, they packed that house in tight and, uh, and we played with some very, very interesting, um, musicians. Really eclectic show.
2: Yeah. We kind of like, yeah. like the eclectic shows. Yeah. We're not that in, we're not that into playing punk shows. We like the weird shows. <laughs> I think yeah. if, if I could play with like an Albert Eiler tribute band with like mm. missing match, that would be awesome.
5: Well, I don't really know your drummer, but the rest of you guys all have pretty eclectic tastes. So, oh, definitely, right,
4: Rob right. does too, yeah. Right, and Rob definitely does too. You know, he's sure. uh, We call him the the boy because he's like
2: God, he's God, fucking I, I thirty, he's, man. And, that has to stop. Yeah, He's
4: 30, 30, 30 years old. Um, <laughs> Basically, a child. He's not then. Thirty yet? Oh, but we started playing with him when he was like uh, me and Jay started playing with him when he was, I think, maybe nineteen. Something wow. like that. I met him. He, yeah, he was my sandwich artist at Subway. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he, he, he had seen me play with KDC in um, at the funeral home, and he was just like, hey, I don't want this to be weird, but are you in a band? And I was like, yeah. And then uh, he told me, he was like, yeah, yeah, I saw you guys play. He's like, it was awesome. Like, I play drums. I'm like, I'll come check you out one time. And within two seconds of watching that kid play, I'm like, we got to figure something out for him, so uh, yeah. so me and me and Jay ended up getting together and uh, <clears throat> just getting with him, writing all these songs, and uh, that really started going nowhere. And then that's when Pissy Match came up. So nice. Was he in a band? We met him when we did. He was in. Um, what was I, I can't think of the name in, of the band, but it was he
2: was doing a band with Dan and. Uh, And uh, I think John from Victim of Circumstance before, and they were called School, I thought. Okay, Uh, this this band that he was
4: doing was with some of the guys uh, from One Way Terror and like Radical Operations. Sweet, Sweet. yeah, like 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 that. Yeah, that that crew there. Um, um, I just I can't think of the name of the band, but uh, yeah, he's been uh, so solid. I I can't say enough good things about him.
5: Yeah, was the the sandwich? What's that? How was the sandwich?
4: The sandwich was actually garbage. He did not do a good job on the sandwich, but...
2: Thank God he's got excellent meter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's serving you.
4: That kid has the best meter.
2: He really is. I mean, he's like a walking metronome.
0: So has he ever made a sandwich for you since then? What's
4: that? Has he ever made a sandwich
0: for you since then? No, Interview? he
4: hasn't. I'm going to ask him to. I'm going to ask him to. I'm sure he got better over the years. You guys actually have him bring sandwiches to shows.
0: Pre- yeah, he- pre-show meal.
2: <laughs> he and I, when we started the band, were both on like a black coffee kick. So we were just drinking black coffee and then going back downstairs and like just beating on the instruments and then like going back up and, drink- and brewing another pot of coffee. Yeah, nice.
4: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yep, and he also uh now he plays in um worse things and uh i can't think of the new band yeah
1: phased out yeah his new band yeah phased
4: out and they they just played their first show last weekend they're like uh they're like punishingly heavy
2: sweet i'm down to check that out yeah, well, there You go. There you, go. you know what, it's kind of funny because Joe mentions the KDC things as Joe played in KDC and there's definitely like that Puerto Rican connection like that started like the whole pissing match thing like 14, 15 years ago and that was when uh, my old band Able Danger went down uh, to Puerto Rico with Face to Panic. The year prior I went uh, down to Puerto Rico with my other band, Everything Falls Apart and we played down there and I had such a fantastic time and fell in love with like, you know, the scene down there and like the people and um, everything that I wanted to go back with able danger. So I, you know, was talking to Jeffers. I'm like, Hey, let's make it a weekend, face the panic able danger. So we went down there and had a blast. And that was like the first time I actually got to hang out with Jay and we just hit it off so well that we stayed in touch after that. And, um, you know, even like had tried, like I said before, to do like a a previous musical project, but you know, it, it was bound to happen sooner or later and pissing match was, uh, the culmination of that. And uh right. down there when I met like those guys, like uh Casper from KDC had put like uh everything falls apart up. Um, you know, the first time we were there and I, I hit it off with Casper and he was like, Hey, I got this band with my buddy Wonky here, uh KDC, like you know, we're like we've been around for a couple of years and we're starting to record a record, etc. And I was like, Yeah, dude, fucking hey. So it ended up being during this time, like KDC had come up to uh tour the East coast with, uh, able danger. And, uh, you know, those guys were like, yo, let's, let's move to the mainland. And, uh, then they ended up meeting Joe when they, uh, they came out and I, I, uh, had, uh, Casper move into the funeral home in my old room when I was moving out. You live in the funeral home. I didn't know that. I did live in the funeral home. How long were you there? I was there in, uh, 2010, Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I had, I was living at at subsequent or previously I had been living in, um, at 29 Custer street. Yes. And then (laughs) that when, when we, uh, when we moved out of there, I moved in, uh, with, uh, Jessica for a little while we were roommates. And then I moved in with, uh, uh, Derek over at the Argyle and then Derek ended up, uh, you know, being like, I'm going to be a dad. So I need your room. So, and at the time, I had been talking to Rob, Bob, and Glenn about moving into the funeral home, and uh, a, a few people were moving out of there at the time. And the other thing was was that there weren't really shows happening at the funeral home. Like the prior year, um, like I had booked a death metal show at the funeral home because, like, the funeral home was like the kind of like the cool artsy space that everybody had, but they weren't trying to do shows but it was like the venue of last resort. Like if a, another show, if a show got shut down at another venue, you'd move it to the funeral home at the last minute. Mm -hmm. And you know, there were a few shows like that. Vitamin X got moved from the Argyle over to the funeral home. I'm trying to remember a couple of other shows that were like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when Glenn and Rob, Bob and I were talking about me moving in, uh, they said, Hey, uh, you know, we want to do shows like, you know, more often, uh, you know, Maybe like not too crazy, like maybe a couple of times a month, you know, like two times a month maximum. And I said, I'm down with that. Yeah. And uh, we had that whole fucking place, the three of us, $1,100 a month. And wow, I, was, wow. uh, I was driving yeah. a, a firewood delivery truck and I had more money than God. So it was <laughs> nice. and, you know, we ended up fucking uh, getting the stage together in there and uh, making it kind of more like a legitimate thing. And it was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know but like i i I did my time there but like at the time i like basically like uh uh got laid off from my job and my car broke down so i had to go move back in with mod dukes back in niagara falls and uh Mm -hmm. so like as i was leaving i'm like hey casper all my shit's here want to live in my room (laughs) like (laughs) keep an eye on all my shit (laughs) he said hell yeah and uh then then KDC were fucking practicing like all the time there. And like I would basically go and hang out at the funeral home on the weekends when I wasn't working. Because mm-hmm. I had gotten a job in Niagara Falls and I didn't have a car. So basically I was just taking the bus like into Riverside and walking to the funeral home. From Niagara Falls. Yep. Wow. That's a haul. <laughs> yeah, uh, public transit too. Yeah. Commitment to hang out. Yeah, before I before I even like had a driver's license or anything like that. Like Niagara, F- living in Niagara Falls was like kind of like a big city to me as like a young kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I first realized I could utilize public transit and get around town, and I was meeting friends from like the other side of town. Yeah, and, like I I was taking the bus all the time. Mm-hmm. Skip school, take the bus, go downtown, go vandalize yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> They go back to my neighborhood that's nice and pristine.
0: In Niagara <laughs> Falls?
2: <laughs> yeah. Nice. LaSalle. I'm nice. a LaSalle boy. I have no idea what that means in Niagara Falls. Is that, is that nice? LaSalle is like uh, when you get up past 56th Street. Uh, 56th Street, like between uh, <laughs> Niagara Falls Boulevard, which was known as Pine <laughs> Avenue. And most people from Niagara Falls that are like over the age of like 50 probably still remember it as Pine Avenue. Yeah and uh and buffalo avenue and uh basically that whole area up there is lasalle and then everything below eh, like 56th street down to i'd say like uh hyde park boulevard is what they consider midtown and then every everywhere west of uh of hyde park boulevard is downtown
0: niagara falls man didn't know (laughs) geography lessons
2: Dude, you might you might as well learn because with real estate prices like the way they are in Erie County right now, everybody's moving to Niagara County to get that cheaper real estate. Yeah, seriously,
0: Erie County is blowing up right now. (laughs) But I will not move to Niagara Falls. Yeah, (laughs) don't do it.
2: Hey, if you got a homestead, then, then don't worry about it, you know. But hey, if you if you're looking for cheap real estate, yeah, you can move into Niagara County. Nice. Go be neighbors with Joe. Joe lives in Niagara County.
4: Yeah, I live in Lockport. Absolutely. Lockport's own.
0: The mayor of Lockport.
4: Of he met. Yep. Uh, Rob also lives in Lockport. Um, Jay used to live in Lockport, but he sold his house and moved to Amherst.
2: Jay He's not living Lock- I, thought he was a- Lock- Lock- I thought he was in Cambria. Lockport's the
4: spot. No shit. Uh, well, Cambria is Lockport. I don't know about that, man.
2: Cambria is kind of Sandborn.
0: Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about here, Potato Patano? What are we talking about? Here? We're talking about Niagara County, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah,
2: these are like fierce, fierce Niagara County things. Like, you know, that's that's basically it.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So Niagara
2: County has the, the 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 triangle, which is Lockport, Niagara Falls, and North Tonawanda. And you know, people from those three cities have like a, a weird sort of like a fellowship.
5: And it's just a field in between them. And it really doesn't matter what municipality you fall in, into among those fields. Yeah. Yep. Whether right. it's Town of Lockport oh. or Cambria or Sanborn or whatever, who cares? Wheat field.
4: All the same thing. All the same
5: thing.
2: Wilson. Newfane.
4: Got to get out of these weeds. Now, now, now. You're, now you're just talking.
2: Now we're
0: we're just in talking the weeds right that. now. I don't know. I want to get out of these weeds.
2: Ransom, <laughs> Tucky. <laughs> what? Can't
0: forget Ransom, Tucky. <laughs> what?
2: That's what the locals oh, call Ransomville,
3: Ransom, Tucky.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: you sure as the locals, that call it that, and not everyone else. No,
2: I used to, I used to work with a guy when I did HVAC, and uh, yeah, he would uh he was from Ransomville, and he referred to it as Ransom Tucky. So that's my only anecdotal evidence of it. So that's I'll take his time, word for that's it. That's the first time I've, I've ever heard Ransom Tucky. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I think I think that was somebody I, I used to chat with on AOL back in the day that would like that called it Ransom Tucky too. So I, I think I have two examples. Oh, twice in 25 years
5: is more than enough evidence. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> Ransom
2: Tucky. Definitely. That's it.
3: Forever now, forever more. Ransom Tucky. Yeah.
5: You're the third guy. You're the third, third Ransom Tucky going, guy. It now. only takes three to make it real.
3: I guess, uh,
0: <laughs> the things we learned today, all this, all this Niagara County geography,
2: I'm here yeah. for it. Northern <laughs> Niagara County. It was interesting because, uh, I used to sing with Asherah like, uh, and we used to practice at our drummer, Mike Gazzo's house in Newfane. And the other guys in the band were from North Kanawanda, And I was like the lone Niagara Falls guy. So that being that way, it was kind of, it kind of perfected that Niagara, like Niagara County triangle. And uh, we used to have to drive all the way out to Newfane. And uh, you learned all those like crazy little towns that are like along route 31. Yeah.
5: dude, Like 10, 12 years ago. I met this girl that I was pretty enthusiastic about. And she lived in Newfane And driving to Newfane was legitimately a deal breaker, just like absolutely, <laughs> absolutely crushed just... <clears> things. <throat> I got Dude, lost it's a like deal three times me and it's
2: 10 minutes away. I got lost like <laughs> three times trying
5: to find her place too, because it was like middle of the woods.
2: Nice. Should have stopped in at Steve Mingles' house. I'm sure he's somewhere out there. <laughs> and I haven't heard that name in a while. Hell yeah. I wonder how that guy's doing.
5: The last time I saw him, he had just lost his sister and he was like, "Oh, he was clearly just a husk of a man. His sister died in a, in an, a traffic accident.
2: Oh, that's terrible.
5: Um, and I ran into him, uh, out somewhere. I just like, you know, stopped and I was talking to him. He just, he seemed like he, he just seemed broken and I totally get it. But he was oh, definitely, he's a great dude. I, I oh, always was I- really fond of him.
2: I always love that dude, and that's the thing is, like, him and Sweeper didn't get along in the alleged. So, like, I like I had to do the dirty work and, like, "quote unquote," fire him from the band, right? <laughs> because Sweeper, Aaron, Sweeper wanna... did not get along with Steve. <laughs> oh, oh, broom! Aaron. Oh, broom!
5: <laughs> <laughs> Good old Swiffer. <laughs> he sweeps.
4: Uh, such even killed guy. Aaron, you you want to talk about our record? <laughs>
2: <laughs> about our record, what the most recent one? No, no, the first one. The first one. Uh, what it about it? Mm-hmm. To break the seal record. Tell the story of it. Wait, what? What story of it? Apparently, there's a story.
4: Uh,
2: you gotta jog my memory a little more. You're being too ambiguous. Oh, I'm just uh, um... saying. <clears throat>
4: So our yeah, our first record we recorded all of that in our uh in our practice space. Except the vocals. Um, yeah, except for the vocals, we did that at Doug's. Um mm-hmm. but we did that uh that down in Discovery and mm-hmm. uh and somehow man we pulled it off with a very, very subpar equipment to sound very, very good.
2: Yeah. I love that recording. Yeah, I I really do. Yeah. It it's real raw.
0: So okay, so actually, I was thinking about this. So, recording in your practice space, how does that work? Do you just get other bands to not show up on the night you're recording? (laughs)
4: That's (laughs) yeah, that's what we did. We did it on uh, a night that nobody was usually down there. We let everybody know, um, yeah, we're going to be doing this. So, um, and then we went to do our second record that same way. Yeah, and uh, something happened where yeah, where where shit got erased. Oh shit! Um, yeah, so we had a uh, <clears throat> a session booked at Doug's for vocals, I believe. And then, uh, w- so we all showed up that day and said, hey, Doug, uh, we lost everything. We're going to record the whole record today. And he's like, how many songs are you guys doing? I'm like, 24. Eh, and he's like, you're <laughs> fucking nuts. There's no way you're going to be able to do it. And eh, we'll do it. And then uh, <clears throat> we managed to pull that record off in nine hours. Yeah. It was yeah,
2: yeah.
4: Vocals and everything,
2: yeah.
4: Uh, Vocals and everything.
2: Nine hours, twenty-three songs. Dude, we we rehearsed the fuck out of it though. Like prior to that, we were doing like weekly practices for like a couple of months. Yeah, did
1: you guys record it live? Yeah.
2: Um, the the drums, the drums, and like yeah, like that's basically it. We we recorded scratch guitars and drums, and then just redid like the guitars and the and did the bass and. Uh, vocals and that was basically it. Damn. Yep. Yep. And then we
4: shot that thing around for a little bit. We just sent it to some people see if they wanted to do anything with it. Never got a bite. And then uh, Joey Voodoo, um, from Irish Voodoo Records, reached out to us and said, "This is uh, fucking awesome. I want to do a record." And uh, <clears throat> so he he put that out. He's the one who did the. Um, like a double last cut, one round, one square record. Um, a couple different colors, screen printing on it. Um, all of his records that he's ever done, is ju- they're just, you know, he focuses a lot on the art of them, which is a, which is a beautiful thing, cool thing. Um, so I was on his label with KDC as well. And uh, they currently have uh, Juggernaut. They just put out the Juggernaut record. Pure um, heel. Longest War. Yep, yeah, they put heel. out the longest war, um, Pure
2: heel. Joey's a big, yep. like, Buffalo yep. hardcore fan, he, which is, like, super Love weird. But, yeah, he's, he's really into Buffalo hardcore and San Diego hardcore. Like, that's his, like, two things that he loves, so... Yeah.
1: That's cool. Yeah. The two decent the bu- scenes.
2: The I Buffalo bet. bands yeah. hit him
1: up.
4: Yeah. Yep. And then uh, putting getting our songs online has been an utter fucking nightmare. Because um, so oh, of the it name? Up, no, because of the, no, the length no, of the songs. No. It's because oh. of it, yeah, the length of the songs. Like Apple Music, all these people, they do not want to touch it because they sell <laughs> tracks for $1.99 each. So like, we can't charge that for this. It was like Just put five songs together then. You know, do that.
1: Yeah. So we always
4: got rejected. Um, and then finally, after years of trying, we got through to allow just Spotify. That was the only ones that would that would do it. So it was a uh, it was a huge fucking struggle for us to get our music up online. Um, on yeah, I had to go to Biff but, because so Biff it's had put been our, our been demo our up team. there.
2: Yeah, Biff had yeah. put our demo up there, and he had gotten all these short songs on there. I'm like, Biff, what the fuck is going on? And uh, it's just yeah. like I only upload it to Spotify. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, I think that's what we're gonna have to do. Yeah. Cool. Hard. It's hard to make a buck. Not that Apple would pay us anything anyway. I'd have to like sign over my fucking like uh, tax ID and all that shit to them. So, yeah. I've got I mountains and trip. mountains of unclaimed of royalty checks.
0: <laughs> T- <laughs> tens of dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's cool though. I mean, so so that stuff is not on Apple Music, then is what you're saying? Just yeah. on Spotify? Oh,
4: no, it's not. Uh, Bandcamp, you'll find it at uh, Spotify. Those are the only two places.
0: Okay,
4: cool. I mean, everybody uses Spotify,
0: so that's cool. I think Spotify is the main player in the game, anyway. So.
3: Yeah, for now. I mean, people try to convince me that Spotify is not the main player, but it seems like everyone I know uses it. So, how are they not? You know.
0: Well, I pay. <laughs> I, I pay know. for Apple I... Music. So that's what I do. Yeah. So I,
4: I, I don't know. I, I I seem to be able to find more. I don't know um, lesser known music on Spotify than any of the other ones.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, really weird we when you let a like a library, you let something play out that it continues to play music. Yeah, and I can't remember what the hell I was listening to. Um, it was really not a fit, but suddenly they started playing Sonic's Rendezvous Band, which is Fred Sonic Smith from the MC Five and uh, Scott Ashton from the Stooges. They had like this band and. I'm like, damn, this rips. Yeah, so, thanks Spotify. I like Bandcamp <laughs> a lot in
5: theory, but their app is junk. Oh, their it, app it's, is terrible. Yeah, they, it's really bad for video. They've been they've been trying to make it better. Like they uh, they have Apple CarPlay uh, functionality now, but like it's really half-assed. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Conceptually, Bandcamp is really cool because you know bands can like set what they actually want to have happen with their music a lot more easily.
2: Right. I love yeah. bandcamp. Uh, right. I love bandcamp. Yep.
0: Yeah, but, is, but does is anyone listen to, to, to Bandcamp? Camp? Does anyone use it? It's just so hard to use, which is why I think there, there's
3: some things that are only on Bandcamp. Yeah. So I have to like yeah. uh if I want to listen to Eternal Champion and I'm not at home, I have to listen to it on Bandcamp. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's better than YouTube.
0: Why you don't like commercials? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want like a a commercial in the middle of your album that you're playing? Yeah, fuck that.
2: Fuck that. I I pay for the YouTube premium. That's one of the perks of like pushing 40 and not having any children. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Those those extravagant
5: purchases you're making.
2: You're Uh, You're so
3: young. It's so cute. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was
5: gonna I was gonna do that. And then like every single thing that I actually watch regularly just started having you know paid sponsorships in the videos with like you know two-minute interludes about uh
2: whatever was sponsoring
5: it. It's just like yeah.
2: Right. You, you can run into many manscaped uh paid sponsorships. Manscapes <laughs> everywhere, man. Yeah. That's that's
3: trying to let heard. you know.
2: They're up on like the UK retro gamer like uh, <clears throat> YouTuber scene. Oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm
4: pretty sure uh, Galvin is an owner of a manscaper. Really?
2: How's he oh, like it?
4: I, 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 I've never heard him complain about it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure that he does own one.
3: Nice. You know, I gotta say, speaking of Galvin and manscaping, Galvin is so, oh, oh, um, okay. you, you know, he's he's such a manly man. <laughs> that like years years ago I pantsed him and he had so much leg hair it looked like he had pants on still.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. He's a, he's, he's like a, he's a bear. He's a bear. Yeah, um, like yeah, it's scary, yeah. Dude. so
3: I was I was, so I was like the image is burned in my mind. It was like, well, there was no point to that. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> the things we talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: yeah i've uh i've gotten a lot of tussles over the years with uh jay galvin him and i have uh <clears throat> we've been known to raise a lot of shit yeah so uh, yeah, a lot of good times with him man yeah
0: so what like what else do you guys have in the works as far as Pissy match
2: mm, Kind of working good.
4: on new music
2: yeah, yeah i uh i've got like another record written basically so we're gonna do another ep is it 45 songs? Nah. It'll, <laughs> it'll be like, I don't know, 14 to 16 songs. Jesus. How do you do it? You're putting out a three. And... <laughs> you know, make like 12 of them, like 15 seconds a piece, and then do like one, like two, like weird freak out songs. It took me, it took me
3: like three years to
2: write four songs, basically.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're writing like four minutes of lyrics. This is just like belting out as many words in fifteen seconds as you can. Pretty much. Yeah.
4: I mean you know, oh, no. Th- th- whatever... is, is, Go on, sorry. Like, it's like a, a stairway to heaven. It's uh it's like a <laughs> minute and a half long. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just, just playing
2: through it or whatever, it's like, man, is this thing ever gonna end? Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly when napalm death were like uh starting to play grindcore in like the mid-80s or whatever like they would play shows in birmingham and uh when they played like a song that was like 20 seconds long people would scream like what the fuck was that fucking stairway to heaven
3: fucking
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> so
3: good but i wish yeah, I, I wish that music was like that now you know, like somebody pulls out like a seven minute opus, and it's just like instead of everyone being like, "Oh, they're next level game changing," people be like, "Like, what the fuck are you doing? Is this an opera? What's going on here?" <laughs> right, right, right.
4: That's <laughs> what so my my other band has a song that's like eight minutes long, and it's uh, it, it is it's it's a struggle to get through, man. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun to play, man, but it's ooh. It's a, it's quite the. You should like,
3: order do a drink order halfway through the song, and like. <laughs> <laughs> <Right? Sorry. laughs>
2: nice. I, I feel to keep everybody on our toes, we might have to do like an EP where it's just like one song, and you have to flip it over to hear the other side, like the other half of the song.
3: That sounds Dude, like yeah, one dirgy mosh song that's like ten minutes long. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> fuck
2: with everyone.
3: Yeah, that sounds
2: like cool. Something like Nothing Left Inside by Black Flag or.
3: Yeah, like something. Yeah, something that Galvin will totally get into. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like right. Imagine
3: what he would say with 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. This, no, just know, switch right? gears and turn into pooping match.
3: Bowel <laughs> <laughs> obstruction. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, I was thinking I about calling.
2: Like, uh, so once. into it. I was thinking, like, if if the band ever had to morph, we could call ourselves, like, Shitting Bricks or something. Yes. It's got the same kind of ring to it. It's an old NoFX song. Shitting Bricks, huh? I like
0: it.
3: (laughs) Uh, The the next evolution of Pissing Match. Like, the Pissing Match, the 10 years (laughs) forward.
2: Yeah, maybe it could be, like... uh, what was that thing that Garth Brooks did? Chris Gaines? Was that it? Yeah, totally. It yeah. could be like the Chris yeah. Gaines to like to Garth Brooks, like you know, the the shitting bricks, the pissing match. We could all uh wear like sh- like shag haircut wigs and have like soul patches.
0: That would be amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that what is that in reference to? I don't know what that is.
2: You you missed the Chris Gaines boat, Derek?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Garth Derek. Brooks. Derek oh, is he, Derek is Mr. Hardcore. So like I, <laughs> me, like I'm just oblivious. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, now. Come
4: on, Chris Gaines. Yeah, yeah. So here, right, so Garth, Garth Brooks. Yeah, Garth Brooks just somehow made up this emo-ish character, <laughs> wore a wig and everything, and recorded music as Chris Gaines. Um, yeah. I believe one time on Saturday Night Live Garth Brooks was the host and Chris Gaines was the musical guest. <laughs> um, That's great. It's actually a pretty fire record. Really? <laughs> it, but, but it, Joe can it, it, attest a to it. It's a good record. Yep. Um, I'm gonna
3: look into this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there Garth will be Brooks, words if it's not
4: dude, Garth, Garth Brooks is Garth a totally phenomenal totally Garth musician man. Fucking emo haircut.
3: <laughs> yeah. And
0: a soul patch. <laughs> yeah, uh, can't forget
2: that part, right. man. Did it. It was so fast. Well, he thinks right. he's Dizzy Gillespie with a Beatles haircut.
3: <laughs> that's great, amazing. Jesus, what, what are we are talking we about an episode here? Episode like that? I do like this episode. I love the episodes where it goes into some weird ass shit. Like I love <laughs> those episodes.
2: You like, want to talk about jazz? Like, don't get me sidetracked.
3: Nah, I have no, no, interesting. Like that. That. Well, speaking jazz of jazz, all
0: right. I'm, Speaking of jazz, I've been on a Miami Vice kick lately. And My, Miles Davis was on Miami Vice and he played like recall. a he was like he was like he was running like a like a brothel or something, and that was what he was doing on Miami Vice. It was kind of awesome.
2: Oh no that, shit. That <laughs> yeah. would not surprise yeah. me, man. Miles Davis was a ladies yeah. man. Women love Miles Davis. Some of the best hair ever, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> speaking,
3: speaking of Miami Vice and Miles Davis, this is going to be a complete, weird, random segue for a second. That we're going to talk about something that has absolutely nothing to do with Pissing Match and it can get edited out. That's fine. But it brings to mind because I was just about to ask how you feel about the dark Crockett period of uh, Miami Vice. And then that made me think of Sherman Maxwell. And that reminded me that joe you sent me that blacklist demo thank you i listened to it i I forgot how crazy it is i talked to alfie (laughs) who was the drummer recently right and sherman apparently like vanished seven years ago and no one's seen him really and even like family members of his are looking for him
4: wow good
3: and alfie sherman was
4: always a really good dude
3: yeah, he said he's been checking the obituaries randomly to see, but he hasn't heard from them in like six, and I found a family member of his and messaged them, and they were like, we haven't, we've been looking for him for seven years. Wow. Oh. Do you guys
0: remember when the
1: Haybreed played her last?
0: Yeah, with uh, like obituary? Yeah, what year was that? I have pictures of it. Um,
1: why do you ask? Well, because he was gonna sell Sherman Maxwell was gonna sell me a
3: ticket. Oh, really? For that show? And when was it? like how long ago was that? Because like I mean Ed from Gathering Ground said he last heard from him like six years ago. Hold on, yeah, I I
1: don't know know when that show was because I I was looking through my private messages and like whatever it was through Facebook Messenger and he was he messaged me on there out of like I didn't even know because it was like one of those like. He's not friends with me, and it, w- it went to like a weird inbox. Oh, the message was back. April yeah. of 2019. It was
0: April of 2019.
1: Was that the one where they like did the the old record? Yeah, yeah, that
3: was that one. Yep. That was with Chromax.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where he messaged me.
3: Okay, so that's three years ago. That's sooner than anyone else heard from him. But then, like, okay. I, the whatever he used is it's like, not up anymore. So. Like his, uh, I mean, th- his three years is sooner. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. sooner than than six that anyone else heard from him. Right.
0: I smell a new podcast here. Finding, finding I, 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 do, like, I really
3: do think like finding <laughs> finding Sherman Maxwell. Like I think that that needs to be like an episode. Like uh figuring out, just finding Sherman up finding Sherman Maxwell.
4: Yeah. That would be great. Is now is uh, Bob Baskerville, is he still around? I don't know uh, Okay
3: Like I, I looked up Because I couldn't remember anybody else that was in the band And then I was looking at the demo And I was like oh yeah Elfie, that's right And I found him on Facebook right, And right. like we reconnected a bit But the other people I looked I couldn't find any of them And I know that the one dude okay. who Supposedly owned a comic book store for a while Here in uh, Buffalo like Comic comics or something like that Yeah Don hmm. Hmm. Right uh, but I don't know about the other guys.
2: The Don's atomic okay. comics. Yeah. Wasn't that like on Elmwood?
3: Like. I think I only went there once. Uh, I really don't remember where it was.
2: Yeah. I think it might've been yeah. on like Elmwood, like kind of like close to Kenmore, like on the city line.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I only went there cause, uh, Kevin Zarbo went there all the time and he took yeah. me once. Yeah. I, I think
2: bands, back. bands used to practice in there too. Eric, beat that up. I don't remember.
3: <laughs> no, you don't have to beat that out. Stop that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's like I was just like, you know, like it's crazy, like that Sherman Maxwell just like vanished. But right, right. Maybe he's around. You know, like it's weird.
4: He, he he could be, man. I've I've heard of stranger stories for sure. Um, you know. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it's fucking weird. I think I'm gonna go out on a mission to find him. Yeah, like we'll
3: keep me posted. Like uh L- 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 from the whole thing. Yeah, did he work like, at was, did he work at Worldwide back yes. in the day? I remember he seeing in the him, game section.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing him there back in the day. The day day back. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He worked at the game section. Like I said, your buddy um Valiant at the time was close with him. I don't know if they stayed close.
0: I could message Valiant on Instagram. Maybe I'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. Wow. Yeah, We're going the all month, sorts of places begins. here. We're going everywhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Finding Sherman, Sex Kinks, Laser Discs, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what, an what other
3: weird, obscure thing can we talk about that even Buffalo people will be like, huh? Uh, <laughs> we're all over the place here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Miami, <Boys>. <laughs> so- <laughs> Miami Vice.
0: Miami yeah. had, I had hamster-
1: Vice. I had two hamsters named Crockett and Tubbs. Oh, did you? Did oh, you really? Yeah, one up. of them yeah. crawled into my Furnace Vent like died and just smelled in my house like oh, forever.
4: Lord. Oh lord. Oh no. no. <laughs> yeah. now, with Miami Vice, there was this great they put out an album and I had the album when I was a kid. Um and there was this rap song on there and I still to this day, you know, it, it comes into my head at least twice a week. And it's like uh snow on the palm trees, snow on the sand, it snows all day for sixty dollars a gram. I will never forget <laughs> that. It's just always right there in my fucking head. I hate it. So, so wow.
0: it was my Miami, Miami Vice, like uh deep dive here. There were so many like rock stars on Miami Vice it was crazy. Like Frank Zappa oh, was, on, everybody was on Miami Vice, Bill yeah, yeah. Collins, Miles Davis. Kramer was on like yeah. was on there. So many people are on Miami Vice it's freaking crazy. Not what was <laughs> uh I, remember
3: I remember James his yeah. character's name on it?
4: I think wasn't he the captain
3: though. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was the second was it, one. Was it,
4: was it was it Castillo? Castillo. Yes, Castillo.
3: Do you remember the yeah, episode yeah. where he was running Damn. around with the katana, killing people like in the fucking? Oh fuck! Yeah, it was like crazy. Yeah, they like, did crazy yeah. shit <laughs> in there. <laughs> yep.
4: yep.
3: I don't remember that. At oh all. shit! Uh, you got to so... do you got to do a Miami Vice deep dive. Dark Crockett, Castillo with the katana, <laughs> like it was crazy shit. It's, it's streaming at on one of the two
5: I have no
4: recollection. that. Yeah, um, it's on, it's on Peacock, yeah. Yeah. One Dark, of the two lady cops got too, like, because, like
3: really raped. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Damn.
4: Yeah. And Dark Dark Crockett, I remember, because I remember a scene where he was all down on some shit, dude, and his shirt was unbuttoned, all flowy <laughs> and dirty. And yeah, like I, I was like, it. I, I yeah, yeah. fuck, I can't remember what
3: the character was. He got like amnesia. He was undercover and got amnesia and thought he was his undercover guy. And I can't remember the name, but yeah, it was just like, it was crazy. That show was fucking nuts. It was great. Yeah.
0: I was, was watching the first few episodes and like those lady cops like always went out to like for, to be prostitutes, letting them cover like every always. episode. They just went out. Always. That was their yes. job to go be pick prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: that fucking, was their... fucking vice cops. <laughs> that was all oh, they had, yeah, man. <laughs> <Wow>.
3: <laughs> Lived on a boat. Hey, I just so that... cool. Had yeah. <laughs> <And> the alligator. <laughs> yeah. Elvis. <laughs> Well, <laughs> obviously, alligator.
4: So Damn. Uh, hey, I I, uh, I just thought of a funny story um, with uh, involving pissing match. Actually, if we we'll, we'll jump off the tangent, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> keep it going. <laughs> so we had a show in Toronto with uh, La Armada, and uh, Aaron, as you know, he lives in Syracuse. I live in Lockport. Um, So we were meeting at my house before we crossed over the lewiston Queenston Bridge. Um, Well, Aaron gets to my house, drove uh, three hours to get to my house, and we're like, all right, let's go. Let's go do this. And then all of a sudden, he's just rifling through some shit. He's like, I don't have my passport. So this was uh, within the past, what, six years or so? Something like that, yeah. 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 So like 2017, when, you
2: know, I think 2017.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. Five years. And
4: uh, <clears throat> So it's when, you know, the border is definitely hard on you better have the right identification. You know, it's not the old days where you can just whip out your license and let you go across. So we're just like, fuck it. You know, we have this letter from the club. Um, all of us have passed. Let's just fucking try it. If we get turned around, we get turned around. And, uh, and we went through there and it was the easiest border crossing that I've ever done with a band in my entire life.
2: Because <laughs> um, all they I, had to do is look and, at my handsome face.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, but uh, yeah, they, they just uh, were like, oh, listen, Bonehead back there forgot his uh, passport, but I had his license. He just looked at it. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Here you go. Nice. Oh, wow. Went right through. Yeah.
2: And guess what? It was just as smooth oh, good, coming back good. over. So, <laughs> let me tell my, you. Yeah, yeah, but that was let the me. night
4: I locked my keys in the car.
2: That is right. Joe locked his keys yeah, in the yeah. car, and we had to wait for, like, a, a, a tow guy or something to come and, like, open his car for him. Like, and uh, we were, uh, we, we you know, we had to go to 50 Toppings Guy, which is not 50 Toppings Guy, okay? <laughs> Alex could go into that later. But, uh, you know, hot dogs, uh, hot <laughs> dogs, dog, man. Yeah. yeah, so the hot dog stand was there. We hung out, ate hot dogs, and uh, I think because what we didn't have service in Canada, we had to use the payphone. And uh, at the payphone was uh, somebody's uh, bottle of Fierce Apple Gatorade. And
3: uh, if was anything, it that was it actually an Fierce Apple or was it, uh, you know? Piss.
4: Oh no, it was it, all right. Fierce so Fierce if Apple. you know the pavers, yeah, they had the song Fierce Apple. That um, all about p- pissing in Gatorade. Oh, I see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, yeah. Nice. So yeah, somebody had, somebody left their bottle of piss on the uh, telephone, and it was like, uh, That's funny. Uh, Fierce apricot- apricot- would be the word. I don't know. Like it was just, uh, uh, it was like an omen.
3: Me and uh, Bailey from Smash and Grab went to Toronto Thursday. Getting into Canada was easy. Getting out of Canada proved to be difficult.
4: Oh really? They
3: uh they apparently didn't understand Bailey and Mai's age difference. Oh, so they like wow. made us pull to the <laughs> oh, side, no. they searched his car, they put a, they put us in the like lock section, like they didn't take us into separate rooms or anything, but they were like, Oh yeah, go talk to the guy over there where the door automatically locks behind you. Yeah. And uh, they were like, uh, yo so what were you doing in Canada how do you guys know each other and it was like yeah this is because of the age difference Yeah, and of course they let us go but it was like everybody was like oh getting into Canada is a problem but getting across you'll be fine coming back and it was like quite the opposite Yeah, you do understand
5: like how sketchy you look though right like sit just an army (laughs) dude
3: what are you talking about I
5: I mean you you definitely look like a like, like you might be engaging in a little bit of sex trafficking of sex trafficking of twenty four year old men.
2: So, <laughs> Jesus.
3: Well, you know, you know, we're like, they're like, well, where are you coming from? And like, mm. uh, you know, we're coming from the temple. Well, what do you do there? And Bailey's because he's driving. He's like, I don't know, really. Just stuff. Like, I don't. What, what are you <laughs> supposed to answer that? I'm like, yeah, go pull up over there.
5: Wow. Last ah. time Mark and I went together, we got we got pulled over and fucking question. It was uh, it was real cool. Some some dickhead, I guess, had like a murder warrant out for him, and he has oh, my yeah. exact date of birth. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he has my exact date of birth, but our names are completely different. They I'm were the like, battery. "What what other name have you gone by?" Like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just and keeping that boy. same
0: birthday, you know. I'm a murderer. I'm just gonna
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> Bowes and and uh, Andy Williams. In the '90s, we coming across the border, and Baus said something stupid, and they got like the finger in the ass treatment. Oh, <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, because uh, Baus, like, he has no shame. He mm-hmm. came right home and talked about it. <laughs> he was like begging for yeah. it, probably. I, dude, it probably was like, <laughs> let me see what stupid thing I could say to get a finger in my
5: ass. <laughs> Jake said was, some dumb shit dude, at the border, man. It's, it's not. It's not yeah. good.
4: I I, I it, went across the, one time with the band Mayday. And we got across yeah. fine um, and did the shows. And then on our way back through, um, if you know anything about May Day, they were, uh, you know, they were some gnarly looking guys. Um,
1: yeah.
4: And uh, <clears throat> when uh, when we were going back across, the guy looked at us and he we was like, What are you doing? Like, you know, we just played a couple shows. Um, we're just uh, heading back home now. And they're like, You guys following the Grateful Dead? And they're like, What? No, <laughs> no we're not following the Grateful Dead. And then uh, they're like, You know what? You pull over right over there and then uh, <laughs> yeah we all got brought into the rooms they ripped their van apart um mm. you know took all the seats out took everything fucking left it there you know it's like you wow. guys got yeah. it all back that was that was brutal wow.
3: and now another time in in like probably 98 or 99 my mother's car got stolen and for whatever reason, whoever stole the car ripped the dashboard out. What? So like the front of the car was all fucked up but the car got found. So we're all going to go to Canada and my brother-in-law and I didn't fit in the other vehicle. So we both had to drive my mother's car across the border. Yeah. Now we're in a car, me not looking quite as much as I look, but me looking how I look. And my brother-in-law, who's like a 250 pound black man. Are trying to drive across the border in a car with the dashboard ripped out clearly looks like the car's stolen no problem no problem at all like oh enjoy your day in canada
0: nice
4: amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing
4: what you get away with and uh you know what they try and get you with yeah
3: that's right the like the things the things they key in on like it's just it's right different per person
2: I used yeah. to always like tempt it by rolling into Canada with weed and not telling my passengers I had it so I would get spooked I
4: may or may not up. have done that a few times over the years Yeah, uh-huh. the uh,
2: the idea is that you don't want your, your passengers to like know anything about it so they're oblivious and then you just <laughs> right. play it cool they won't be nervous or anything right that's what you're trying yeah. to go for <laughs> One time, one time, I remember I was with Joe Lippa and and uh, my other buddy uh, Brian, and like I just like right after we pulled out of the border, I just pulled a joint from behind my ear. I'm like, let's spark it, guys. <laughs> nice.
3: We came back one time with five hundred dollars in uh, Cuban cigars in the trunk, and the driver who bought the cigars started to like sputter and stammer because he was so nervous.
2: <laughs> Cuban cigars. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: like, it's uh,
0: insane. Craziness. All right, what other what other crazy
3: stuff can we talk about? Pissing <laughs> oh, match, man. It's all crazy. Definitely.
2: Yeah, something yeah. like that. What do you, What do you guys have that like that you yeah you want to know about pissing match? What burning questions in the back of your minds? <laughs> in the in the in your bladders, shall we say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what have in I the got? Backs of your bladders. <laughs> I don't know. What have I got? I don't know. <laughs> you There's guys have any shows? Member, you guys have any shows coming up? No, we don't. I don't do so. No, no. Book us, anybody. Hey, you're mm-hmm. listening to this. Book us. We'll play your show. Well,
4: I, I thought we were. You know, I think we're going to use this time to, uh, to, to learn, write. You know, finish writing and learn, and uh, you know, come up with some new shit for our sets.
2: Yeah, um, that sounds like an excellent idea.
4: It, yeah, but if something comes up where it's you know it's a decent show. Fuck! I'll play. I'll, I'll play any day. You know, I don't care.
2: Nice. I drove out from Syracuse to Buffalo on a Monday night to play a gig. You know. Then yeah, I drove from gig. Albany to Buffalo and then back. Yeah. To Albany you
4: um, know what? On, I'm, a I'm a, thir- on a Thursday or something.
2: Or a, I let uh, you crash Tuesday? on my couch yeah. the last time, by the way. Oh, for antidote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the antidote show. I let Joe crash on my couch for a few hours, and then he got up early in the morning and took off.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's the best uh, I heard
2: the rest of that antidote
4: tour it didn't go so well.
1: <laughs> oh. nope. Man,
4: no. No. We, I'm we not sure. He's not allowed to do it
3: <laughs> Listen, he can do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it in the Midwest.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Fair enough. I don't yeah. think people understand
2: how many Puerto Ricans have you hung out with and heard them drop the N word all the time.
3: Yeah. I don't think they'd like, like any of those people have ever hung out in New York City for five minutes.
1: Yeah. That's probably, no, it, you no, know,
2: no. I'm not no, like excusing it or different. anything. Like, cause it's obviously such an ugly, grotesque word, but at the same time, like, yeah, I hear Puerto Ricans say that all the time. And it's like an old school thing. You don't hear it like from younger people, but like older people are like that, you know? Definitely.
0: Yeah. Definitely true. <coughs>
3: yes. All real. Yeah. Mark all true. told me
4: it was. <laughs>
0: All real, all
3: true. Mark Miller only speaks the truth. Mark Miller does not lie.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I heard an interesting story once from Don Fury about when Snapcase recorded with him.
4: Give it to us. I, I feel compelled to share. Let's go. Let's go.
3: So was it the this... one where he was yelling at them about how they don't know how to play their instruments and why are they there? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 heard,
2: I heard that story. I don't recall that part, but you know, um, <laughs> so I was basically, I guess like uh, they were recording with him and it might've been like, he was still like, he was still in New York at the time, like on the lower East side. And uh, like, he was like, Hey, you guys want to stay up here? Cause they booked like multiple days. He's like, you want to stay in my place with me? And they're like, Oh no, we're going to sleep in the van. So I guess like uh, some kids like lit off fireworks underneath their van in the middle of the night, and like they just started popping, and it freaked the hell out of them. And they're like, they <laughs>
3: like
0: "Daryl told Fury? us that story." Did Daryl? He did. He tell, he did. That he said he he tell you that story?
3: The, uh, yeah. He still has the quarter stick of dynamite that did not go off that was put under the hood on the engine.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have verified the story <laughs> through Don Fury. Nice.
0: Yeah. All real. All true.
3: <laughs> yep.
5: a quarter stick of dynamite on the engine block
3: yep it didn't go off and still <laughs> has it that's amazing yeah well could you imagine like no that's it that's the end right there yeah Yuck.
0: I could not imagine
3: actually like <laughs> no so I mean and that happened to snap case imagine what happened to like fucking people that live there
2: oh shit yeah the hardcore is so raw from that
5: air. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, I, I could see it if they were, if they had like out of state plates, because a lot of like a lot of places go to like some fucking weird neighborhood. People just mess with you if you have out of state plates. But like, yeah, New York to New York. But...
0: yeah, but you know, yeah, someone's not the... from New York because of the inspection stickers. They were different back.
1: then.
3: True. They it's were true. different.
0: I don't, are they different now?
3: I, I don't. I don't I would have yeah. to look. I don't know. Sure now state perfect.
2: is just basically a whole entire different state. Let's just admit it.
3: Yeah, New York
0: State, New York City inspection six are different than the rest of the states. Inspection I,
2: I think that we should just break off from New York and we should become Western Vermont.
0: I like it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: into it. Just Western, in Western
0: Vermont.
3: Western Vermont. I like it. <laughs> Turn Vermont into a giant state. It's Just cool. being New Vermont. Just New like Vermont, Vermont. Vermont. I like that. <laughs> yeah, with just the next Vermont and New Hampshire. So Vermont in- just
2: becomes a powerhouse in like the House of Representatives because it has so yeah. many fucking like congressional <laughs> representatives. Yeah. Like, yeah. take Vermont. that, Texas. Take that, Texas.
0: <laughs> New Vermont. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So maybe maybe we should wrap it up because uh, we're we're going on all sorts of tangents here. Unless we got some other pissing match, uh, business to ask about. What do we got?
2: Um. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Tackle
0: yeah.
1: the
2: sword. The sword play EP. Keep an eye out, and we're probably gonna do another uh, limited run of uh, Crossing Stream soon. Nice.
3: Because so the streams have to cross. Yep, how many yep. how many releases does Pissing Match have now? Because I know like you know you oh. put, there's a couple of things out on um, uh, Pirate Press. No Irish Voodoo. I don't know why I keep confusing Irish Voodoo and Pirate Press. I have no idea why, and right. it's terrible of right. me.
2: No but Irish right.
3: Voodoo. Uh, like I feel like there's a Feral Kid record.
2: Yeah, we had we put the uh, demo out on More Power Tapes, which was like uh, Biff's uh, tape label that he was doing at the time and then uh we put the set we put the uh break the seal out on vinyl as a split release between the band and him and then uh we uh put it out on cassette tape through dissident society and then uh cross streams yeah we had a couple of uh, we also like uh, feral kid had a a compilation that we uh did like we uh, put a negative effects like cover on and then uh, we had another compilation appearance like for something that Ithaca Underground was involved in because we played Ithaca a few times. And um, then we did Cross Extremes with Irish Voodoo. So and then uh, we're probably going to do some uh, other shit with Irish Voodoo because Joey rules.
3: Right. 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 Yeah. And uh, we'll close this out with me stealing Mark's favorite question. <laughs> uh who, who would you guys like to see on the podcast that hasn't already been on, or maybe been on but in a different context?
0: Somebody we can ask about laser discs, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> laser discs, someone, shit
4: like that. <laughs> yeah, someone that would talk about laser discs. All right, someone that I have not heard mentioned before that you absolutely should talk to. Um, he was around for a short while. But he was a pretty big presence, um, and uh, and he goes from from Lake Sh- Lakeshore if you if you know where I'm getting to, and that's going to be Jeff Trout.
1: Interesting. <laughs> you
4: can find that dude. Um, yes, he's uh, he was a he's a pretty boisterous person back then. I'm sure he's he's got a few good stories. I know he did a lot of things with VOD, um, and it would just be fun to hear what the hell happened to him. (laughs) That
0: sounds
2: interesting. (laughs) I think that you guys should interview Dave Pacheco, a.k.a. Little Man Pissed. Because that dude rules. Yeah, he's he's a pretty articulate, funny guy um, that has really uh, great taste in hardcore. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's also uh, the spiritual guru of Pissing Match. Really? (laughs) (laughs) The, the the whole thing with Pissing Match was I got inspired because uh, he had introduced me to um, uh, this band Pussrad uh, from Sweden, and the the two dudes at Puss Rad were in an old band called Rape Teenagers back in the day, and uh, they were doing this like crazy like progcore that was like fast frenetic like hardcore punk with like weird time changes and shit, and I was just like oh my god this is everything I've wanted to do in a band but I could never articulate it before. And it really inspired like me to like, let's, I'm going to write something like this and fuck it. If I can't find other musicians, I'll fucking get it done. And, uh, you know, like he got me into like pus Rad and rape teenagers. And, uh, he, I, we, we even like, he'd, he helped inspire the name Pissing Match because I was like talking, we we're kind of, we'll talk about how we, we were getting old and jaded at the time. And, uh, I said, God, what we like like? An, antagon, an antagonistic, like band name, I guess, like Pissing Match that fits. You know? <laughs> <Like> a... <laughs> nice.
0: Very cool. All right. So yeah,
2: you guys should talk to Dave Pacheco because that dude rules and uh he could probably talk like your ear off like about some awesome hardcore. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I think we did a pretty good job with this
0: uh last minute change. So thanks for coming on, you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks for working yeah, with us. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like, now, oh, we, we, got, now we got now we got pissing match yeah. out of the way, mm-hmm. so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's awesome very cool
3: a pleasant surprise definitely
2: <laughs> all right
3: well all right thanks guys
2: all yeah, right everybody you. take care you. Night. hope to see everybody soon yeah. there is no pro-life there's only anti-choice
1: there is no pro-life you stifle the voices of there is no pro-life there's only anti-choice there is no pro like this time for the voices of bones you can't stand! Support Planned Parenthood.